Hey, Producer Cast family, welcome to episode 111 of Producer Cast, where we turn producers into pros. I'm your host, Andrew, and today we're talking all about when clipping works. That's right, your friendly neighborhood Producer Cast host is coming back and actually talking about the times when it is good to clip. I talk a lot about the value of mixing in a very, uh, you know, clean signal processing oriented way, but today we are going to talk about when clipping works and the best ways to clip. So stay tuned after this quick message from our sponsor, and we're going to talk all about clipping, doing a deep dive into clipping. You're not going to want to miss it, so stay tuned. Okay, so let's start by unpacking what clipping is, what we mean by this, right? So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that we've done a lot of episodes on gain staging, signal flow. Later this week, we're going to be talking about fader resolution, which is kind of in the same vein of mixing, right? And so all of these are basically built on having the cleanest, most dynamic, most uh, really useful signal that you could have while mixing, you know, right? Like the most versatile signal, the cleanest signal, the purest signal, the signal that sounds like the sound sounds before it goes into the mixer. Now, when you clip, also known as hard clipping, redlining, uh, you know, running the faders hot, like there's a lot of different things people say for this. I'm sure you're familiar with it, but just in case you're not, uh, sometimes, you know, like if you run a signal really hot, you know, the fader gets red on, on your mixer, the fader gets red. This means that the signal has been pushed above zero decibels. And uh, in, you know, digital audio and analog audio, but, you know, like really any sort of electronic uh, signal audio, pro- audio signal processing, right? There's um, different kinds of standards versus what we hear in, in the real world, right? So, like, you know, in the real world, we're hearing positive decibel values. So uh, this means that like, you know, uh, if you go to a concert, like you might be listening to like an average of 90 decibels of volume at that concert. But in, in the audio world, we primarily work with negatives, right? So like zero is kind of your baseline. Once you push things above zero decibels, and this is really a, a different kind of uh, engineering mathematical construct. Once you push it above there, you end up distorting the signal. The signal is no longer running in pure. It's no longer running in clean. And in fact, even like pushing up towards that point, you start to run into some of these issues, right? So like you, usually I think it's better to like even run like lower than that if you're able to, especially with your like really kind of dynamic, more ambient sounds like pads, leads, you know, stuff like that, guitars, running them a, a bit softer and then, you know, using other techniques to make them louder is going to usually result in a better sound such as compression, you know, like d- different ways that you can basically do this. So it's a bit too complex for this one episode alone. If you're really interested in gain staging, and the power of signal flow. I recommend checking out those episodes. We, we cover almost every month in, in kind of different ways. This month we're talking about fader resolution, a very powerful gain staging technique. But I want to, you know, I think in all this time talking about it, I've kind of gotten a bit of a reputation for being like the anti-clipping guy, which is a shame because, you know, clipping has really defined a lot of really cool music over the past few years, right? Like, you know, a lot of like trap metal, hardcore trap, underground trap, you know, like a lot of this stuff. Uh, even like, you know, stuff like bedroom pop, like, you know, like the, the value of clipping in these genres or lo-fi really is part of what makes the character of those sounds. And while you kind of have less control when you clip over your sound, over your mix than you do when you run in the signals clean, there are times where this works. Now, uh, you know, I think really just the most important thing with clipping is to recognize that like, you know, if your master's clipping, especially, which you might want it to, you know, like there's... 
reasons that you might want your master to clip, but just know that you're going to fall victim to the normalization algorithms on virtually every streaming platform, right? So like YouTube's gonna turn you down, Spotify's gonna turn you down, SoundCloud's gonna turn you down, not quite as much. You know, Apple Music's gonna turn you down, Amazon is gonna turn you down. Everybody is going to turn down your music if you're like just sending them this really hot, loud audio file, right? So that's just something to be aware of, but if that's like actually the creative technique that you wanna go for, and I would say like really only use hard clipping when there's an intentional reason to use hard clipping, right? Like if you have a creative reason to use hard clipping, then use hard clipping. But if there's not a reason to, then I think it really is better to really focus on having clean signals that way. Like even if you want distortion, you can have that. But if you're just going for like, you know, the really crazy loud distorted knocking drums, like you might want to have like a couple of your drum sounds clipping. Like you might want your, your kick to clip or your 808 to clip a little bit. And then uh, basically, you know, I, I'd say it's harder to work with clipping the right way. Like, you know, a lot of times, like, clipping kind of has this reputation of, like, I don't need to mix if I clip. It's just going to be loud and distorted and angry. But, like, if you look at really the songs that re have really popped off that have hard clipping in them, um, you know, like a lot of underground trap songs that have went mainstream, you know, like, a lot of these are actually mixed very well, and they're mixed intelligently. It's not just as simple as, like, I'm going to boost stuff really loud, let it clip, and, like, it sounds good. Like, you, you have to really apply more technique to it than just that. But if that is the sound that you're going for, if you have a reason for using that technique, it can totally be a powerful technique. And uh, so, you know, like, I mean, there are different ways you might use hard clipping, right? If you wanted to, you know, have, like I mentioned this already, if you want the drums to knock really loud, like you could have, you know, your, your peaks, like the, the peaks in your master running in hot. You could have like your, your kick drum running in hot a little bit into the master. You could have your snares running in a little bit hot. You could have your 808 running in a little bit hot. You could have your vocal running in hot. That's a cool one, right? Like the, if, if you're making a really loud track, make sure you have the vocal running in hot. Otherwise, like you're going to miss out on some of that energy that people are looking for. Like it, when, when you're clipping, you really have to bring the energy. I think that's really the, the biggest thing is like, you know, if you're clipping, you have less space to work with. So like every sound really needs to be dialed in more for that energy, right? Like, you know, um, some of the best songs that have clipping in them, like you might have like just kind of like a sampled vocal line or a simple melody and then like uh, pretty simple drums, right? But like, just super well mixed is really the, the key there. Like, you know, hard clipping, and I just want to reiterate, this does not mean that you don't have to mix. It means that you have to mix better in a lot of ways, right? Like you have to basically compensate and really figure out how to solve things earlier in the chain, right? Like, you know, if you want to change the sound that you're hard clipping and change something about it, you very well may have to go to the source, like your synthesizer or whatever audio file you're using. It's not necessarily as simple as using a traditional mixing technique on it. This is really kind of the wild west of mixing, right? You know, this is not a way that people have been mixing for a long time now, but it's it's becoming more and more uh, utilized, especially in the underground space as this technology becomes more accessible. You kind of get away from the old way of everything needs to be gain stage, everything needs to be clean way of thinking that really, you know, dominated professional students. And there's a practical reason for that too. Like, you know, in a big studio, if you're hard flipping like crazy and like you're not really using technique behind it, you could just blow out speakers, damage equipment, especially analog equipment, right? So, you know, there, there's reasons that like, you know, that this really, this technique didn't develop so much until recently, but it is useful and really the key with it is just to be very aware of the effects that it will have on your mix, the effects that it will have 
on your music. So, you know, like if you want to make those drums pop, those vocals pop more, you could run them in hot. I personally rarely do this. Like maybe one in every 20 tracks I make actually hard clips, right? And like, I mean, I generally, if I'm mastering a song, if somebody sends me a track to master, I master it to the Spotify standard. Then I maybe master one louder for like videos and SoundCloud, right? That's just kind of my workflow. But, um, you know, every once in a while, like especially like with beats where, you know, you want to give the artist space to, to move, like I might have the drums hard clip in pretty heavy every once in a while if that's just the sound that I'm going for. But I really let the sound guide it. You know, no, no two songs are really ought to be the same exact level of loudness, the same exact level of energy. Every song is unique. And I think that's one of the most valuable things that you can pick up in mixing, mastering, music production is that whatever sound you're going for, whatever song you're making, dictates something different every single time, right? So like, you know, trying to, and this is like, uh, kind of like you think about reference tracks, right? Like if you try to mix a song exactly to a reference track, you may end up steering away from where the track you were making is meant to go. And a lot of that comes with experience, but I'd recommend experimenting with both techniques. Like if, if you're somebody who hard clips all the time, definitely learn gain staging. If you're somebody who gain stages, like crazy like me, experiment with hard clipping more and you will probably be pleasantly surprised the more you exper experiment with it and the more experience you get with it. That's just about it for today's episode of Producer Cast, but I want to encourage you that if you keep experimenting, if you keep gaining experience in this industry, you'll be amazed where you go. It's, it's going to take time, it's going to take work, there's going to be disappointment along the way, but you know, sometimes that's when you need to clip. Sometimes that's when you need to let the extra aggression out. And clipping can be an awesome, exciting, fun way to do that. So I definitely don't want to discourage you there. That is a great way to get in that extra energy to your tracks when it needs it. Make sure the track needs it, but know that that is a valuable tool in your arsenal. I think I might have given off the impression at previous points on this producer cast that clipping is like a no-no. And I do not mean that at all. Clipping can be an awesome thing. Just know when to do it. And understand the side effects of things like normalization in that you, you basically have to mix like even way louder at that point because you're going to get turned down, right? That, that's really kind of the drawback there is that if you're making a super loud track in terms of like actual loudness then it needs to be at a perceived loudness that's even higher, right? So like, you know, because your track is going to get turned down when it's clipping really heavily by the normalization algorithms, then you essentially have to mix it at that volume as though it were even louder, right? So like, you know, basically compensate for the fact that it's going to be turned down and make sure that it is especially loud for that reason and make sure that it sounds good. You know, like really at the end of the day, make sure it sounds good. Um, you know, every song needs a different level of loudness. Normalization has even even the playing field in that area more. So like even though, you know, the loudness war is still something we talk about, it's totally not the big issue it was like 20 years ago, right? When, you know, people were comparing CD to CD that could be manufactured in different ways. Spotify is going to do its best to make tracks sound similar, but like obviously, there is an objective difference between a good mix and a bad mix, especially when it comes to volume, even once it's been normalized. So again, the more experience, the more you experiment and learn new things, the more you educate yourself, the better results you're gonna get. And just know that this is an awesome tool in your arsenal that can help you, especially when you're getting frustrated and you need to make a, a song to get out of that frustration. Clipping is a lot of fun. Anyways, God bless. I'll hear you next time.